The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So the topic that I was interested in exploring tonight is, is the kind of relationship and distinction between mindfulness and attention. This also came up in in the Tuesday class a little bit, so it just seemed to be it seemed to be um, something that um, and there were and there were some questions that uh, were lingering that I didn't ever get to respond to at the retreat about this topic too. So it's just been in my mind, and I wanted to um, to share some some reflections about it. So mindfulness mindfulness is really the basic simple capacity of our minds to know what's happening in the happening in the present moment while it's happening it's just a really simple kind of almost reflective capacity of mind like a mirror will reflect what's in the room just very um in in impersonally and indifferently in, in a way it, it's just like it just it doesn't matter what it's reflecting it just reflects we can be mindful of something that we choose to direct our attention to or something that you know we don't have to choose to direct attention we can kind of settle back and see what is kind of obvious, and this was the way that I was guiding the meditation to just relax and, and just see what's most obvious in this moment. We don't have to aim our attention at something. So we can, we can either direct the attention with mindfulness or receive, kind of have a, have a kind of receptive, a receptive awareness. But these two factors, attention and mindfulness, are not the same thing. For me, this was a little bit of a a teasing apart at one point. I, um, I thought that being mindful meant that I chose what to pay attention to. That's what I thought the definition of mindfulness was, that if I wasn't paying attention to what I was in charge of, then it meant I wasn't being mindful. Um, but the, the, the mindfulness is really just a very simple reflective capacity. And attention, attention is a capacity of mind that kind of, we could say, maybe picks certain features out of experience or is aware of um, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like an aiming at a particular aspect of experience. So in the field of seeing, for instance, we might, we might be uh, kind of aware or attending to just a landscape or a broad brush of experience, or we might be looking at something more specifically like a lamp or a table or something something more specifically so the attention um, may be um, kind of in the broad capacity knowing of kind of a broad diffuse or more pervading kind of experience or it can be very precise or specific 
And so the attention will kind of pull or pick up something out of experience to be attending to. Now, the way, the way I began to understand that mindfulness and attention are different is by recognizing that attention happens all the time, whether I'm mindful or not. Even when I'm not mindful, even when I have, even when I'm like lost in thought, I can be walking down a street, I can be driving my car, I can be lost in thought, and something is paying attention to where I'm going. I'm not like, you know, wandering into the street or, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm experiencing the surroundings so that I'm driving to my destination without being consciously aware of it. And so that little exercise of thinking about that experience, which I know we've all had, you know, we've all had that experience of like, almost like waking up where we've gotten to and it's like, wow, how did I get here? I do not remember taking that exit on the freeway. I do not remember going through that stoplight. Here I am sitting at a stoplight. Something saw that red light. Something stopped in response to seeing the red light. I don't remember doing that. This is also a kind of an interesting, seeing this kind of thing happen is also a kind of an interesting, um, oh, almost reflection on not self because our system is doing a lot without our having to do everything. So thank goodness, actually, you know, our mind can wander while we're driving. Not that I'm recommending that, <laughs> but sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, and, and our system continues to see, continues to process, continues to take in the information and, and use it. So it attends to experience when sometimes when mindfulness is not here. So from that exercise or that kind of little reflection, we can understand that attention can be present, even if we're not aware of what we're attending to, even if we're not aware of, of, of what's happening. So it's a little harder to kind of describe, you know, we can have, we can have mindfulness, we can have attention without mindfulness. But whenever we are mindful, there will be something that mindfulness is attending to. And so attention comes with mindfulness. But the distinction that, well, the distinction I want to point to and make really kind of clear here is whether we're consciously choosing what we're attending to or whether we could say our system or our conditioning is choosing what we're attending to. So there's a, a simile, or not a simile, but a kind of an analogy that, that I like about um, attention. Attention is amenable to conscious choice. So we can choose, we can tell ourselves, okay, right now I'm going to pay attention to the sensations of my feet. And we'll notice, we can notice the sensations of our feet or I'm going to pay attention to the sensations of our hands and, and we can notice that. So there can be a, a directing or an aiming of the attention at some particular aspect of experience. 
Or we can settle back and not choose what attention is uh, connecting to, but just receive. And much like the breath, we can consciously choose to breathe in and consciously choose to breathe out. So the breath is amenable to a conscious activity. There's an agency that we have connected with breathing. But we don't have to do that. If we don't think about breathing, we continue to breathe. And likewise, with attention, we can, it's amenable to conscious choice. It's amenable to consciously choosing some aspect of experience. We navigate our lives this way much of the time. We, We decide what we're going to pay attention to and get things done in that way. But if we're not consciously deciding what to pay attention to, it's, it's, it's like our habits and choices of the past are coming into, if we kind of just relax and, you know, let our minds kind of float, something will come in, something will, will be present to be for attention to be connecting with. So we don't have to consciously choose what to direct attention to. But mindfulness will always be attending to something. And this was was a piece that was so helpful for me to learn. Because, again, as I said, I, I thought that meditation meant I always had to be in charge of what object I was attending to. And it came as a kind of a revelation to actually know I can kind of relax and just be aware that right now the attention is settling with the kind of the itch in my eye, that that that's where the attention went. I didn't decide for it to go there. It just went there. Or the breath right now. That's the next thing that appeared and then the sensation of my of my legs without choosing it the attention can kind of have a sense it can kind of feel like the attention moves from one thing to the next or it can feel it can feel different ways sometimes it can feel like the attention is that the mindfulness is following the attention or it can feel like the awareness is kind of settled back and things are kind of coming in though that the um, experiences are coming to awareness that what we're attending to is coming to us but it can it can feel it can feel both ways and so though there there it was kind of a revelation for me that all I, I could just relax and kind of connect to I know that I'm aware what's obvious I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to decide to pay attention to my breath and hold my attention there. This kind of of practice is really about kind of getting curious about noticing how attention shifts from one experience to another. All forms of meditation will use attention in some fashion. Many forms of 
concentration practice uses attention to direct the attention to a particular object experience like the breath. We, we give priority to an experience like the breath. And so with some forms of meditation practice, the choosing of the object is a part of the practice. I think that's why I was confused at first, because that was those were the instructions I had been given about practicing mindfulness, was to direct the attention and be aware of a specific thing. And so this is, this is a way, it's a, it's a, it's a practice. And that particular practice is using the factor of attention to connect with an experience to be aware of. So, um, we choose to direct the attention to the breath and then we, we notice we are aware of the breath. So that, that form of meditation is using a directing of the attention. And what often happens in that practice is that the attention will get pulled to something else. And this is, this is seeing how attention is, um, you know, actually also seeing how con- attention is conditioned. In, the, in this form of meditation practice that I first learned, I was taught, you give preference to the breath. If the attention goes to something else, and now this, this again is a seeing that I didn't do that. You know, I was choosing to try to stay with the breath. This is an actual not self. It's, an, it's, a, it's a kind of an exploration of not self. Like who made that choice for the attention to just suddenly go off? My whole intention was, was like trying to stay with the breath. So who did that? It was conditions. And so we, we see this kind of way that attention gets pulled to other experience with this form of meditation practice. And we, we might be instructed to notice what it has landed on. For instance, a sound. Often, you know, in meditation, we might hear a sound. The attention gets pulled to the sound. We may notice that. So we notice that the attention, that the mindfulness has picked up on the sound. And then the instruction is often, and let go of that and bring the attention back to the breath. So again, using the capacity that we have to direct the attention. This is one one way, one form of, of meditation practice. And in my own, like, misunderstanding of this, I thought that when the attention was pulled away, it meant that that was a distraction and that I wasn't mindful so much and that being mindful meant, you know, the coming back to the breath. But actually, you know, seeing the attention pulled or noticing that the attention got pulled to the other experience, that's also being mindful. That experience of the pull, the experience of the shift of attention, that's actually a really interesting function in our minds. It happens all day long. And so if we can get familiar with that experience of the attention shifting, we have, we have a, um, an opportunity to kind of gain a little bit of continuity of mindfulness because I think so much, so much of when the mind wanders, it happens because the attention shifted to something and we didn't notice it shifted there. 
because we don't have to be mindful with the attentional shift. Mindful, mindfulness and attention are, are different things. So the attention sh- can shift to something else, and we don't consciously recognize that. And I would say probably 90% of the time when the mind wanders, it's because of that. The attention has shifted, and we didn't notice, and the attention kind of got interested in something else and ran off with it, ran off with, you know, our attention. So mindfulness was just, it just disappeared. So if we can begin to get familiar with this attentional shift, we have more capacity to um, to notice when the attention goes somewhere and to be aware, to let mindfulness come along for the ride with that attentional shift. So this, um, this is essentially what we're doing in the open awareness practice. Instead of trying to prioritize or kind of stay with one particular object of experience, we let go of the control. We let go of saying, I'm going to, to do that. I'm going to focus on anything in particular, and just begin to be curious about where the attention shifts to. It may be the body for a little while. It might be a breath, and then a body body sensation, the, the pressure of your feet, and then a sound, and then another body sensation, and then a thought and then another body sensation, and then a sound. It it may shift kind of slowly or rapidly. Sometimes the attention will linger with one thing. The attention kind of lands on the breath for a little while, and then a sound happens, and we notice that it shifts to the sound. So sometimes, as I said a little while ago, the experience might feel like the mindfulness is kind of like following the attention tracking the attention can almost feel like the attention is moving and the mindfulness is is kind of trying is is keeping up with it is following along with it or it might feel that the awareness is kind of settled back and it's like oh a, a body sensation is coming in or a sound is coming in it doesn't feel like the attention is moving it feels like the attention and the mindfulness are all in the same place, but it's it's like almost a mutating experience of changing attention. It feels like there's this that we're, that's 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 kind of in the field of attention, and then it shifts into something else and shifts into something else. But it it so it doesn't have to feel like a following, but it's a similar thing happening. It's more of a perceptual difference. It's it's it may be more whether the um, the interest is more in the object, more in the sense of the the physical location of the object. I mean, sometimes we have a sense in perceiving an experience that, like I remember once I was practicing in Hawaii, and there was a lot of sound, a lot, birds rule in Hawaii. It's, there's so many birds. And I had this sense that the experience of space was created through the, the sounds because each sound, it was like my mind felt like it went out into space, like wherever that sound was. So it felt like it created almost movement and space and distance through the hearing of the, 
the sound, the, the landscape of sound. So sometimes it felt like the, the, um, it didn't feel like the sounds were just coming and arising here. It felt like the mind was going out and, and there was space, a lot of space for that sound. So it, but it can feel different at different times. I think in that case, the, the mind was kind of more interested in the, in the, the quality of the location and the distance of the sound. And sometimes it might be more kind of connected to just the awareness, you know, just aware that there's a sound happening and then another sound happening. And so it might be more just like what the, the mindfulness is more interested in, what the experience of, what the perceptual experience of it is. Does it feel like the mindfulness is following the attention or that objects or experiences coming into awareness? One time I described this experience of, of, um, following the attention to Sairo Utejaniya. Um, and he, he laughed. He, he, he liked it. It, it tickled his, his, Im- his imagery. And he, he, he said, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you have a dog on a leash, that dog is going to like be bounding everywhere and poking its nose in this and going there. And, you know, it's like, it's going to be all over the place. But if you, as long as you have your hand on the leash, it's fine. You know, you, you just, you just have to keep, keep track of what, you know, where, where the dog is. And that's kind of what we can do with, with the mindfulness. It's like hanging onto that leash. Where's the attention going? And it can be kind of fun, like a puppy dog, you know, it's like, you know, it's like our attention is like this interested puppy dog. Oh, like, oh, that's happening right now. Oh, and that's happening right now. And oh, what about that? Oh, that looks interesting. You know, kind of that kind of liveliness. If we, um, if we connect with it in that way, as opposed to thinking, wow, the mind is all over the place. It means I'm not being mindful. And that, that's, you know, how I approached, I, I was thinking about it early on. But it, it, it can, it can feel a little different to, um, to really have that sense of the awareness following or the mindfulness following the attention. But we can um, get used to it, and it can be very delightful. Actually, it can be very delightful to have that sense of the almost the explore exploratory quality of well, what's attention going to get going to go to next? So the um, the last piece I'll say about attention um, is that attention. I think mostly we think about attention as connecting to, or we're most familiar with, I should say, we're most familiar with attention connecting to um, specific experiences, like the sensations of our breath, or like a sound coming up, or like a sensation in the body, you know, some kind of very specific experience, or even like a thought arising in the mind, or or like um, the quality of a particular emotion, like fear and the sensations that go with it. You know, there's, there's certain qualities that we, we're very clear on that we can recognize. So attention can take in that kind of experience. And it can also take in, attention can also connect with more broad or pervasive kind of experience. 
And these maybe are a little less familiar to us. And I would say in my own experience, those broad and more pervasive kinds of experiences were more um, initially experienced in a receptive mode, kind of the feeling of, you know, just like receiving this very broad sense of something. Our system, our, our organism knows how to attend to both the broad and the focused. So for instance, in the field of seeing, I use this example a lot, in the field of seeing, um, you might, uh, you know, going out at night in a, on a night sky, if it's really dark outside um, and not too many lights around, you can focus on or see a star, you know, particular star or a planet or maybe the sliver of the moon. Um, and very focused. You can look at specific things in the night sky. Or you might take in kind of the wash of the Milky Way, the more broad kind of sense of the, the Milky Way, just the, 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 the kind of more diffuseness of it. In fact, the kind of beauty of the Milky Way is its diffuseness. If we're like focusing in on some little patch of the Milky Way, it's just, it's hard to really appreciate it. And so the, the kind of the breadth of it, the breadth and pervading kind of sense of it stretching across the sky, that's a way that we can attend to it more in the, the whole landscape of it as opposed to something specific in the landscape. All of our senses can receive experience in this way. In hearing, for instance, it might be taking in the whole experience of a symphony, just the whole, the whole feeling of it. Or you might like tune in to the violin. You can tune in and just follow the thread of the violin, or you can take in like the whole thing. In the felt sense of our body, if we're walking outside um, and it starts to rain, we feel the drip of the water on our skin. That's very focused, very specific. We know, oh yeah, there's, it's starting to rain. We feel the drops of water. But we can also have a sense of moisture in the air in, in terms of going outside. We might notice, oh, it's really humid today. Versus, oh, it's really dry today. So there's a different way of taking in the experience of moisture than specific drops of of water on the skin. There's kind of the, the feeling of the air across a broad section of our body, the feeling of it as it goes into our lungs. There's, it's just, it's, it's much more, um, you know, uh, subtle, that quality. But our system knows how to take this kind of experience in. Likewise, in the mind, the, the mental, a mental state of something like calm may have a very pervading quality that's hard to focus on. And there's also, you know, a specific thought that arises in the mind. So that the, the shift from the broad to the focused. This is also an interesting thing to kind of be curious about in the realm of attention. Because that shift, we can, we can, we can be taking in things in a broad way and then suddenly we'll be focusing down. This also might be a place where we might get lost. 
where the, the attention kind of gets gra gravitates to something. So in, in the, sometimes I, I point to something that Saito Utejaniya suggests as a way to get familiar with this kind of shift of attention from the broad to the focused, that um, in, in the realm of seeing and hearing, this can be something that is, is relatively easy to notice. If you're doing a walking practice sometime, um, rather than focusing on your feet, you could be curious about, well, there's seeing and there's hearing happening. And is there the seeing happening in the broad? Are you, are you kind of just like taking in the, the whole terrain of seeing? Or is there looking happening? Is it just like seeing or looking? And those words, we have words that, that distinguish between, in, in a way that can be used to distinguish between them. Seeing, almost more receptive, looking more focused. Hearing, more receptive, listening, more focused. So we might settle back and just hear a symphony and listen to the sound of that one violin. So, but that there, that shift from one to the other, it can be conscious, it can be consciously con con controlled, like we might decide to listen into that violin, or it might just happen. You might just notice, oh, it shifted from being very broad to being very narrow and focused. So that, again, we can begin to get familiar with this quality of the attention shifting. And this is a this is a great support for cultivating continuity of mindfulness. Because we begin to get familiar with that key place where mindfulness tends to get lost when the attention shifts and we don't recognize that it's shifted. 